the FT. Hello, and welcome to the Best of the Financial Times podcast. On this program, how to be a schmuck and make a lot of money, how to invest in a mysterious Chinese solar company and lose a lot of money, and how, maybe, to save the Great Barrier Reef. We'll also hear how Google is dealing with the ad blockers that threaten its business model. I'm Henry Mance, the FT's media correspondent. We start with Tim Armstrong, chief executive of one-time trendsetter AOL, and a man apparently born with his foot in his mouth. Here's a flavour of how he rolls, courtesy of FT columnist Lucy Calloway. There was the famous way he referred to the two AOLers who had distressed babies, explaining that the high cost of looking after these infants was partly responsible for changes to the company's pension scheme. There was the even more famous way he fired an employee in front of 1,000 others simply because he had had the nerve to take a photograph. Afterwards, Mr Armstrong admitted that this hadn't been entirely fair on a human level. The unfortunate implication being that this is not a level that the CEO visits very often. This month, Armstrong managed to sell AOL, now a jumble sale including the Huffington Post and some advertising businesses, to US mobile phone giant Verizon for $4.4 billion. Lucy Kellaway noted that he celebrated the occasion with new crimes against the English language. On various occasions, I've given him gongs for misuse of language, but he goes on excelling. Last week, in a memo to staff, he explained... The deal will game-change the size and scale of AOL's opportunity. Neglecting to say which opportunity he was talking about and coining a new verb to game-change, so offensive I've already decided to give him a prize in my 2015 awards. If that memo left anyone confused, he went on to explain in an interview, This deal, we feel, is the right deal to go forward. In the go-forward scenario, we plan on doing the deal with Verizon. Whatever the go-forward scenario is, it will make Armstrong even richer because his shares in AOL are worth about $200 million. So what's the lesson? Every modern management expert will tell you that CEOs who are arseholes no longer survive. The most successful leaders are supposed to be the humble ones who listen and take people with them. Mr Armstrong is living proof that this is nonsense. If you enrich your shareholders, which you tend to do if you are hell-bent on succeeding, you can be as nice or as nasty as you like. Next, China, where the prosperous upper and middle classes have been ploughing their money into shares, creating the type of stock market boom that would have made F. Scott Fitzgerald write another decent novel. Hanergy's thin film has been one of the best-performing stocks. On paper, it was the world's biggest solar company, worth more than Twitter or Tesla. In reality, it was a bit of a mystery. Then on Wednesday, what went up suddenly went down. Hanergy's shares plunged 47% after its chairman didn't turn up to its annual meeting. The company's explanation was that he had something to do. Over to the FT's investigations editor, Christine Spolar. What we do know is... The AGM started at 10 o'clock Hong Kong time. The share price started to slide at 10.14. And then the exchange announced uh, the trade halt at 10.46. That itself was a pretty stunning half hour in the life of Hanergy. The FT first raised questions about Hanergy back in March. Miles Johnson examined the patterns of trading in its shares over a two-year period. What we saw when we started to analyse the data in depth was that there was a pattern. It was a very interesting pattern because... Actually, most of the gains in the stock price happened 
in the last half hour of the day and specifically the last 10 minutes of trading. And that was a pattern which was happening over and over and over again. It wasn't every day, but over the period, it was a very interesting repetition. Things don't get any simpler when you look at the company's actual business, selling the raw materials for solar panels. This is a company that has reported last year a net profit margin in excess of 50%. That is for selling equipment to its own parent company. So that of itself is very impressive when you compare it to its peers. If you understand Hanaji, please email us at audio at ft.com. There is, of course, no evidence of wrongdoing. Now the Great Barrier Reef, home to whale sharks, sea turtles, giant clams and... Uh, agricultural fertiliser runoff and waste from coal mines. Environmentalists and the coal industry are locked in a fight over the reef's future. UNESCO is considering putting the site on its in danger list, a potential embarrassment for Australia's government. Jamie Smith, the FT's Australia correspondent, took a look. At the heart of the dispute is the development of one of the world's biggest coal deposits in the nearby Galilee Basin, which campaigners claim would pump 700 million tonnes of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere every year for over half a century. If developed, they say, this would cause irreparable global warming that could kill the reef corals, which are very sensitive to water temperature changes. Dredging and dumping of spoil, excess waste material dug up from the seabed, to expand ports needed to ship the coal, are already undermining the fragile ecosystem's ability to adapt. It's a global battle with local dimensions. Development of the Galilee Basin, along with the tar sands in Canada, one of the largest remaining deposits of oil in the world, are seen by activists as key battlegrounds in the fight to phase out fossil fuels. But advocates say the nine coal mines proposed in the Galilee Basin would create an initial 15,000 construction jobs for the Queensland economy and provide cheap energy to hundreds of millions of people across Asia. The campaigners have scored a success, particularly with regards to the dumping of coal waste at sea and dredging to build a proposed port. This week, Greg Hunt, Australia's Environment Minister, signed regulations banning sea dumping within the marine park. He recently published a long-term sustainability plan called Reef 2050, a key recommendation made by UNESCO's committee last year. Dredging is still proposed at Dabbit Point, but the spoil would now be dumped onshore, posing less of a risk to the coral. The wider fight over coal continues. Finally, are you one of the 5% of internet users who has installed an ad blocker? Have you ever wondered why ads on some sites, such as Google, still show up? Robert Cookson, the FT's digital media correspondent, has the answer. Google's a great example. So this is a company that makes $60 billion a year from advertising. And so it's got a huge interest in tackling the rise of ad blocking. It has been doing something quite interesting when it comes to desktop ad blocking in that it's been paying the maker of the most popular ad blocking software adblock plus to allow some of the ads on its sites to slip through the filters of the blocker amazon and microsoft have been doing something similar here's the irony google wouldn't have to pay so much if its chrome browser didn't allow ad blockers in the first place but the company is taking a stricter stance when it comes to mobile devices they're clearly quite uncomfortable with the fact that Chrome allows the use of all these blockers, but there's not much they can do about it because they made the decision to make their web browser an open system. They have, however, adopted a tougher approach when it comes to their mobile app store and actually have shut out several ad-blocking apps from there. For the full story on how internet giants are dealing with the ad blockers, go to ft.com podcasts. That's all for this week. We'll be back next Friday. Thanks for listening. For more downloads, go to 
ft.com forward slash podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.